I'm Shane Hammond. Uh, I'm the vice president uh, for IT and cybersecurity for a defense contractor called ITSC Secure Solutions. Question number two, what's the best thing about being a cyber professional? Oh, there's so many good things. Uh, I'd, I'd probably land on uh, being able to translate tech speak into the uh, for the non-technical individual, especially when you get into classrooms or someone that's interested in, in considering that as a career field. You know, I call it being the catalyst for inspiration and innovation. You know, I mean, if I could just put a nut, wrap a bow around it, man, that's it right there. Is I, I love to inspire and and I love to bring innovation, and you can do all of that in the cyber profession. So. Question number three, cybersecurity is a top concern. That's what we're hearing. That's what it, it's in the news. It's everywhere. What does that mean to you? Well, if I can just kind of put it in a late terms, uh, you know, it it's, means we've got to do a better job uh, of locking our digital doors, if you will. We, we've moved out of the days of Mayberry uh, when it comes to the digital world. You know, and, and now we've got to do a better job of locking our devices and making it part of everybody's daily habits uh you know that's our problem right now is that we put this the cyber experience if you will into a, a genre of, of a profession and not made it so uh, homogenous to everyone in everyday lifestyle and so as we work from home more more we're hopefully seeing more of that kind of permeating into the households and, and so i i'm excited to say that i think uh, the trends I'm seeing, uh, we are definitely getting better at that, um, but we've got to make it more of a, of a habit for everyone. Um, and I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll certainly move that direction over the next year or two. Let me add a question here. What, what do you think we can do to train good habits? Ah, well, if you believe in some of the books that are out there, they say that you know, if, you, if you do something repetitively for, for two weeks, it becomes a habit, right? So if you kind of follow that mindset, you know, if you could get individuals to practice good habits, you know, whether it's email, whether it's, you know, clickbait kind of stuff, whatever it might be, if we could get in those habits of making sure that, number one, we understand what is basic cybersecurity, and then number two, how do we... Uh, continuously repeat those processes over and over again. And uh, you know, I think that uh, a lot of companies are doing a good job of putting some tools in place that's doing the evaluations and, and targeting uh, those weaker employees. And I think that's a good practice that everyone should be adopting. Number four, what insight do you want to share with other experts? Yeah, uh, you know, I think that this one is something that can be a little bit controversial, um, you know, what I'm going to say, and, and hopefully it's going to start some additional follow-on conversations with you and others on your podcast, and it's, it's simply that I don't believe that cybersecurity should be, ever be regulated, or it, could, or it should never be a compliance check, if you will. Uh, we've got to flip the script a little bit and, and, and view cybersecurity, just as I mentioned a minute ago, it has to become a best practice. It has to be part of our everyday behaviors. And, and, and if we move that mindset towards that direction, it's almost like if you were building a house, right? You would want the, the most uh, up-to-date best practices when, when your, your builder is building your house or your car or whatever it might be. We've got to do the same thing as we're building code or we're building applications or we're building websites or whatever it may be. When it touches those digital devices, 
we've got to we've got to have that same type of mindset um, throughout that supply chain. Uh, that it, it, it's just best practice and common sense, if you will. You know, it's locking those digital doors. That so let's pull that thread a little bit. You know, I I agree. Your foundation in cybersecurity should be what your home is built on, right? It's got to be yeah. a strong foundation. It's got to be able to last. But how do we move away from the trend that looks like it's going to be more compliance, more regulatory than less and still have that as a best practice? Well, there, it's twofold. One is we've got to push that, encourage that in our supply chain um, from, from the, the, the hardware makers and the software makers both. Um, we've got to make sure that they understand to, to not let the chasing the dollar uh, outweigh implementing proper security throughout that development process, whatever it may be. Um, and I think if we if we move that direction um, in, in as a consumer, not just a cyber professional, but all consumers should be having that same mindset. You know, when we're doing our reviews and our evaluations of products and, and devices, we should we should mention those kinds of things that it's you know known to have you know, flaws because of X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and call them out on that. So that's going to raise the bar for those, uh, you know, manufacturers of those products. The second piece of that is uh, we've got to continue to do the, a better job of that and demand that in our own households and not be so lax and just wait on uh, the software companies to, to do their job, you know, read those those underlying policies that that you know says that you know this application is taking all of your data and sending sending it off to a marketing company and then in turn you get all of these you know spam emails and everything else you know we there are ways of protecting yourself from those things and, and a lot of times it's just because out of out of the box you've got default settings that don't have these protections enabled and and it's We've got to we've got to do a better job of communicating what those things are, um, and and so that anyone can implement those things. You know, I, I would argue that many of us have smart TVs in our house, and when was the last time we did a system update on them? Right, that's a perfect example. Why can we not out of the box enable that so that it all it does auto updates? And I mean, those are just some small things that we can do, but if we do that across the board, we're, we're, we're further hardening our digital footprint, thus reducing the risk posture. I'm noticing that compliance is outdated. Do you yeah. see that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I gotta give, you know, some props to the DOD for, for trying uh, to implement, you know, CMMC or, you know, push that direction because, Defense contractors were lax. We were not practicing best practice when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, you know, there's a cost factor associated or a perceived cost factor uh, associated with that. You know, as I just mentioned, a lot of the security controls are there. We just don't have them enabled. And so if we would start with just enabling what we already have access to, I think that's going to certainly uh, give us a, a, a str much stronger risk posture um, and then we can look at those additional defenses that we would have to apply to, to kind of get into that type of environment. Um, but I, I think that, that we just, we've just got to look at it from a best practice perspective and not so much from a regulatory. We should not be waiting on government to tell us how to do best practice when it comes to cyber. You know, in, in many cases, we as, as the commercial industry 
are already building those those best practices. You know, the NIST guidelines are simply there as a reference guide. You know, that we we in the industry use a lot of, um, but. You know, we should be pushing the boundaries even beyond that. You know, if we've identified a new defense mechanism because of some kind of vulnerability that we've adopted, publish it, send it out. Don't wait on this to adopt it. Let all of your let all of your colleagues in the industry know about it. You know, we're living in our box too much when it comes to the cyber world, and so I think that that's where a lot of the nonprofits could really help industry a lot. Is as they're made aware of these kinds of things, why not publish these things? Get them out there into the public so that um, you know everyone can can evaluate that as as if it were needed in their industry or not. Perfect. All right, last question. This is the fun question. What retro piece of technology? just simply makes you smile? Well, it's it's really how I decompress. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to land on the forge, man, the blacksmithing forge. Uh, it's, it, you know, we've seen the uptick of, of a lot of people doing blacksmith work because of the forged and fire show that's on. And, um, but it really changed the world that we live in. It gave us the ability to, to, to put a wagon behind a horse and, and travel without having to walk. Um, it really changed the way we, we have handheld tools. It, it gave us digging devices. You know, there's so many things that, that it enabled us to do much better, much faster, um, in, in a much more robust way. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that those are those really cool things that really set things in motion that, that we just tend to forget about. Shane, yeah. this was awesome. Thank you so much for being on, everyone. You, you did it six questions-ish in nine minutes. And, uh, and we, we look forward to having other folks on the podcast. Check us out. Shane, have a great day. Thank you, Rick.